Welcome to an exciting episode of TOSB Conversation Starters, where we are exploring the digital and AI-powered revolution that's reshaping the marketing landscape. The role of marketers has gone beyond selling products today to creating experiences, fostering relationships, and resonating with consumers on a deeper, more personal level. We bring you insights on the key trends and opportunities to look out for in conversation with Siddharth Banerjee, a digital evangelist and an award-winning marketer. CEO of one of India's leading education technology companies, Univo, Siddharth is also an angel investor in New Age Media and D2C CPG startups, as well as a mentor for early age tech founders. Wow, that's some introduction. Welcome, Siddharth. Thank you so much, Shreya. So happy to be here with you and the TOSB team. Lovely. So Siddharth, uh, this is a very exciting, but probably not an easy environment to operate in. How are businesses adapting their strategies for marketing to consumers in a digital world? And being at the forefront of digital companies, what are some key trends that you observed? So you you said it, uh, Shreya. Uh, this is an interesting time to be alive for us uh, as a human race. And in today's 21st century digital world, there is so much happening at such a rapid pace. But if I had to kind of you know answer your question in terms of some of the key trends, um, the key trends that I, in my mind, kind of play around with are three big themes for me. The first is that given the digital technology that we see around us as consumers, our ability to make decisions on travel, on entertainment, on uh, buying something, a purchase decision, um, on consuming something, all that has changed. So the conventional marketing model used to be IDA, which is... Um, you gain attention and then you generate some degree of interest. That interest then translates into higher interest, which is called desire. Uh, and then you have adoption. So the typical linear journey used to be uh, what is known as IDA. Now, in today's digital world, because you have information at your fingertips, you have the ability to try out a lot of things at relatively low cost and low risk to yourself. Uh, and I say low risk because Think of e-commerce, you can order something from an Amazon and a Flipkart, and if it does not meet your requirements, you could also be returning it at no risk to yourself. And so therefore, what all these goodies, in a way, have enabled is that the consumer behavior has gone from a very linear IDA to a noodle, where you are able to go directly to adoption, having not even heard about that brand. So for example, you're scrolling on Instagram, and you come across this brand of recycled from plastic bottles shoes, uh, and you think, hey, let me try that. And by the way, they're offering a good price. And by the way, uh, it is also a return, no questions asked, if it does not suit me. And so therefore, you're trying something new for the first time, having not heard about the brand, uh, because other parts of digital technology enables that organization to shorten the consumer journey or the consumer decision-making uh, tree. So that's the first big thing that's happening in today's digital world, where the IDA has become a noodle. The second thing that's happening, and especially true for India, and that is the excitement of the India story, is that all businesses now can make use of what we call the India stack, where there is identity linked through Aadhaar, 
there is payment linked through UPI. And on top of that, you can build a variety of applications from commerce, which is the ONDC initiative, to other parts of the ecosystem that are coming together, whether it's education or whether it's entertainment. So I think the second theme that I see, and especially so in the world's most populous country and what I call the world's most exciting country, India, is the emergence of the India stack. And 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 what what really gets me excited about the India stack is look at what's happening with Digi Yatra, where you're able to seamlessly enter inside the airport through facial recognition, pass through security, uh, and then be at the boarding gates uh, in no time at all. All of that enabled uh, because there is a very strong identity uh, technology working at the background. So that's the second uh, point. The third trend uh, that I see, and I think we've all experienced it in some what way or the other as consumers and as business people, is the rise of uh, commerce, which is enabled by cheap mobile phones, cheap data, and the democratization of technology. Uh, so today, you can be in any city of India, and if you have some bandwidth, and I'm talking about data, and if you have a phone, and if you have maybe a speaker and some skills to offer, you could be a creator and you could earn out of it. If you have some tangible skills to offer in terms of being a karigar or uh, being a home chef, you could actually start off a business online. And so therefore, the democratization of technology has allowed people from all walks of life with different skills, be it skills which are in the realm of what we know of, which is uh, cooking or uh, uh, goods and service uh, to that of being creators and influencers. All of that is possible today in the 21st century digital world, especially in the exciting country that we live in, in India. Wow, this is, um, this is you know, very insightful. And also there are a lot of things which we already are doing, but when you put it together, it sounds so amazing. So over the past years, we've seen a rapid acceleration of digital transformation and AI adoption across industries. And it's not confined to tech companies anymore. How have these changes influenced consumer behavior, which marketers should be aware of? All business leaders uh, should be aware of how AI and digital transformation is potentially impacting their industries. And more importantly, how a certain disruption can come from an industry that is not yours. You know, the classic example of luxury watches and uh, suddenly the impact on luxury watches not coming from competitor within the industry, but let's say from Apple Watch. And so therefore, the rise of digital transformation, disruption, and especially in the last couple of quarters, AI adoption uh, needs to be picked up by business leaders across the organization. Now, where marketeers become important is because marketeers are connected to consumers in the most intimate manner. It's the marketeers who bring in this consumer intelligence into the organization. So if there are two sets of people in the organization who should be at the forefront of understanding digital transformation and AI adoption, they should be the C-suite, which is the CXOs, uh, and they should be the marketeers because they bring in intelligence for the rest of the leaders as well. Now, there are three, four things that marketeers and business leaders can do. The first is to be aware of all the tools that are available to play. So how do you really, instead of getting 
uh, nervous or anxious about AI, how do you really harness and leverage those tools? But you can only do that if you're familiar with the tools in the first place. And so therefore, like a couple of years ago, all large organizations, especially the B2C organizations, used to have something called content days, where organizations used to meet up with organizations creating uh, advertisements or in-film content or web series, etc. Similarly, it's the need of the hour today for marketeers and business people to have AI weeks, uh, to have days where the entire organization is exposed to all the AI tools that are available now to consumers and to creators and to other businesses. So the first is familiarize yourself with the multiplicity of AI tools that are available. The second thing is experiment with them, play with them, mount a couple of pilots inside the organization. So for example, there is an AI tool that I think the listeners would be familiar with, which is Midjourney, which allows us to understand what are the various visualizations that are possible in a variety of fields. So whether you are a fashion designer or whether you are a book cover illustrator, there are various different uses that you could put Midjourney to. And frankly, we only know some part of the use cases that are possible with AI tools because AI tools themselves get refreshed um, almost every week. And so therefore, the second part is mounting these pilots and understanding how to play with these tools after you've done the first part, which is familiarization. And then the third part, which is integration of AI tools into your businesses. So there are various many different ways in which AI can actually help either sharpen a process, speed up a process, or allow for more efficiency. So for example, if there is an organization that works where people have to go home after eight o'clock and consumers are still calling because consumers are now experienced living in a 24-7 world, could AI do the job of collecting those calls or collecting those leads in the time that you are away in the most possible authentic conversation that they can have with those consumers at that point of time. That's just one use case. The use cases are, are like I said, manifold and they grow every day as we familiarize ourselves and we play with these tools even more. So Shreya, just to therefore summarize, one, familiarization, second, experimentation, and the third, integration. These three actions will allow marketeers and business leaders to not be at the mercy of the pace of rapid change of digital and uh, disruption, but to actually harness this technology to have even more finely tuned businesses for the 21st century digital world. Yeah, Siddharth, so you know, you've spoken about uh, how can businesses leverage the AI uh, technology and AI powered tools, but that also brings us to the debate that, you know, how can businesses leverage these AI powered tools while not losing the creativity and the personal touch so inherent to humans? Yes, Shreya, you're absolutely right. And that's an ongoing debate at many forums. I think every year there is some variation of this debate at the Festival of Creativity at Cannes as well. But the way I think about it is um, think about it as the left hand and the right hand. So if you have technology at one end, you have human ingenuity at the other end. So left hand and right hand. So there is technology, there is AI, uh, but on the other hand, there is human ingenuity. And so therefore, a couple of ways in which uh, we can look at increasing or in a way enhancing creativity 
is what the question really then boils down to. Look at some of the work that Mondelez has done over the last two years, uh, utilizing the various variations and the avatars, so as to speak, of Shah Rukh Khan, uh, the work uh, that won them love from their consumers and also uh, recognition at global forums. Uh, so that's an example of creativity that has been enhanced using technology, specifically AI. Now, AI also helps in many different ways of creating delightful user experience. So you don't necessarily need to try a nail polish to see how it might look on uh, somebody's uh, fingernails. You can actually virtually do that. And that is now enabled by facial recognition and uh, AI technology working together. A similar use case is um, used by Lenskart if they had to show you a variety of frames, for example, and a variety of colors. And again, the choices can be infinite because it's technology enabling both personalization at one end and the ability to throw infinite choice at the other. So I think, to my mind, creativity and human ingenuity will always stay. Uh, and that's the secret sauce that we carry as human beings. I think the core question is, how do you really arm yourself with AI automation tools, um, the digital resources that are available to a lot of us, and use it to enhance creativity rather than saying that, hey, a machine is starting to do my job or a machine is starting to throw out ideas better than I can do. It pushes us as human beings to really use our gray cells more, to use our creative juices more. And that's the view that I, I take to this particular debate, Shreya. Yes, that's so we've spoken about the businesses, we've spoken about the teams, individuals. Now let's talk about the leader who's going to lead this entire transformation. So you worked with uh, Levers, Vodafone, and also Facebook, gaming, edtech. Based on your experiences, what are some learning areas in which business leaders need to train their teams for this new digital world? So, uh, Shreya, I think that's an important question, but it was also a question that often I get asked by various business leaders that I either mentor or uh, I kind of try and provide some perspective to given my experience. And frankly, there is a lot of responsibility and there's a lot of onus on us as business leaders to keep learning and to keep upskilling ourselves in, in today's 21st century digital world. Uh, I'll boil it down to three points here, but they could be more than this. These are the three things that I think could be starting points. The first is every business today is a digital business. No business can actually say that uh, they are not impacted by or they will not leverage uh, various parts of digital technology in their uh, overall value chain. So the first thing to realize is that every business is a digital business. It's not about marketing or it's not about procurement or not about user experience all parts of the business. And therefore, the first thing that business leaders can do is understand how various parts of technology are coming together to either grow revenue faster or to cut cost or to deliver a delightful user experience. And so therefore, really to have a very keen understanding of their tech stack as it stands today and the tech stack they might like to have to compete effectively tomorrow. So first part, Digital business, every business being a digital business and understanding of the tech stack of each of your businesses. So that's point number one. Point number two, and this I have learned uh, spending time at Facebook, uh, Games 24-7 and my current uh, leadership role at Univo, that today's consumers 
are used to living in a world where they can order on a click of a button, whether it's an Uber or ordering something on Swiggy, Instamart, or actually on-demand movies on Netflix. And so therefore, each business is either acquiring or retaining consumers at various points in time. And so therefore, the user journey becomes very, very important because today's users have choice. They also know that their choices can be personalized to them. And so therefore, how do business leaders understand extreme personalization at one end and then seamless user journeys at the other so that it solves for acquisition retention and delightful consumer experience? So that's really the second part of what business leaders need to train their teams on almost on a continuous ongoing basis because the comparator is not what your immediate industry competition is doing. The comparator is what's happening in the life of that consumer who's using all kinds of digital apps and digital services. So really, you are not benchmarking yourself with your benchmark competition in your industry. You are being benchmarked to what is gold standard of consumer experience. And when I think of some consumer experiences that I really like, look at the seamless way in which one Netflix episode goes from one to the other and then to the other so that you are then carried seamlessly forward to the next part of the content without you even lifting a finger. That's one example of a seamless UI UX enabling more consumption, so as to speak, of a certain service. So that's point number two. Point number three is I think business leaders and teams need to be available of what's on offer today, both from the goodies side, which is um, what are the possible things that consumers are looking forward to? So an example is gamification. When we are talking about great consumer experiences, they can be brought alive today using technology in different ways than it was in the past. I love some experiences on the Swiggy app, for example. Uh, so when we look at gamification, that's one big consumer theme that marketeers and business leaders need to look towards. That's on that's on one end of the spectrum. On the other end of the spectrum are regulations. So if you're living in today's digital world and dealing with technology and disruption, you also need to be aware that we are living in a world of data and consent and frameworks around that. All business leaders and marketeers should look very closely at the recent digital privacy regulations that have been uh, recently passed in both houses of the parliament in India. Very important to know that, very important to know how therefore different parts of your organization collect data, process data, safeguard data, and are able to have consumer consent at every stage of the process, uh, and also retire data. So I think these are three things, Shreya, um, the tech stack, the UI UI experience, which is not limited to only your industry, and then being aware of both things like gamification at one end and regulations at the other, all of this will enhance the digital understanding quotient or the digital knowledge quotient of business leaders and their teams to allow them to compete and prepare themselves more effectively in today's digital world. Thank you so much, Siddharth, for this sneak peek into the very dynamic and omnipresent digital world, as you call it, and its impact on the overall business landscape. To invite Siddharth to your team's next strategy huddle, reach out to TOSB. This is your host, Shreya, and you were listening to TOSB Conversation Starters.